The dino flapped its wings in an effort to distract the bear, but the grizzly moved in, growling and swinging its paws. As the dino dodged a left hook from the bear's massive paw, it ducked behind the swing and thrust its jaws up into the bear's neck. The grizzly had already begun a slap from its right paw and caught the dino on the side of its head with such powerful force that the dino's body was hurled through the air twelve yards from the battle zone. It lay on the ground, writhing in pain, its body twitching. Then in one last gasp of breath, its head rose from the ground and gave a mucus-laden cry before it collapsed in a pool of blood. The grizzly turned toward Ken and Megan and let out a defiant growl of victory, then, upright on its hind legs, walked toward the teenagers, determined to finish the job. As it bent down, it was ravaged again from the back. Only this time, three dinos, having heard the call for help, were atop the towering bear and goring on flesh and fur. Still upright, the bear stumbled. It turned a tight circle twice, three dinos attached to the giant carnivore. The bear's front legs were flailing wildly. When it rolled over on its back again, the dinos viciously charged. When the grizzly uttered a death rattle from its throat, Ken elbowed Megan, grabbed her hand. Let's go now, follow me, he said. They moved in unison, crouched down, resuming their sidestepping motion to freedom. Five yards away, ten yards, now twenty, then thirty yards. They moved around another corner of the mountain wall and their pace quickened into a full, desperate run, searching for a safe place to take cover. In the distance, they heard the last, painful cry of life from the grizzly, and knew it had taken its last breath. Forty minutes later, they found a narrow, vertical vein into the thick rock wall that they were following. It seemed large enough for passage, maybe large enough to squirm inside and bed down. As Ken put his foot into a small opening to hoist himself up into the crevice, they heard the sound of helicopters in the distance yet again. More than one, more than three. Enough to send a course of hope through their veins and for Ken to say, See, I told you we'd be okay. They're searching for us. Megan did not answer. She heard something behind them. It sounded like crickets, a lot of them. And it got closer and louder as they tried to hide inside the rock tunnel. She gave Ken a boost up, then dragged herself up and into the small crevice. Ken pulling on her oil-soaked arms, losing grip, then pulling hard only to slip again and have her slide backward toward the opening. Her nails clawed at the sharp rock floor of the tunnel to gain grip, blood dotting her fingertips. Her legs were dangling outside of the opening. Behind her, something nudged her sneakers.